Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. 1 Thessalonians 1 To the Church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake, You became imitators of us and of the Lord, in spite of severe suffering. You welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit, and so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you not only to Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols, to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. If you want to explode your vision of what is possible, then digest this. Paul planted the church in Thessalonica in a single month. One month! It can take us that long to order a new PA cable. The staggeringly speedy formation of the church happened because Holy Spirit moved in power. Holy Spirit added conviction to Paul's words and sparked joy in the new believers. Now, I'm convinced that the effectiveness that Holy Spirit could enact was due to Paul's clarity. In these short letters from Paul, we find some of his simplest and clearest explanations of the faith. Turn from idols to serve the true and living God and wait for his son from heaven. Choose each segment of this glorious sentence and suck up the sustenance it brings. Turn. The message is for us to act to do something different, to press into something. This isn't passive reflection. This is a surge of energy to spark something new. From idols to serve the true and living God. This isn't obligation, but freedom. The gospel calls us to be free from bondage to fear or misplaced attachment to things that lack power. The gospel works on our inner being. It shows us the inclination of our heart towards destructive or unsatisfactory stuff. And it enables us to lean instead on the true one, on the one who is always right, always good, always insightful. It bids us to yield to the one who is alive, stewarding and serving all of creation, tinkering and transforming, bending and breathing. The gospel connects us to the empowered, true and beautiful God. Wait for his son from heaven. Waiting admits that now is not all there is. Waiting acknowledges the grubby battle in which we now stand. 
but it does so with sincere hope and joy. Waiting knows that we can rely on another, a much stronger one, for our destiny. Waiting knows that Jesus will come, in his way, when he decides, that he won't leave me hanging like a child forgotten after school. And in that sense, I think waiting is probably a way of living, an attitude more than an activity. It is a slant towards reliance on another and grateful expectation of a good thing I could never earn. When the gospel is presented as clearly and as attractively as that, it's no wonder a church was formed in a month. What might Holy Spirit do through this month if that you can speak with the same clarity of Paul? Here's a question for reflection. What does waiting look like in your life? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.